1: And now,
0: the host of the longest running fight show in history. What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going
2: to finish it for
0: me. Ladies and gentlemen, Bam. Pedro Fernandez. <laughs> Domicil
3: Caballeros, bienvenido. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, emanating from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Yes, the man was correct. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion on the radio. Where Having defended that title, i to forget this better than 33 years. And straight up today, we take a hard look at the world of boxing and mixed martial arts with open phone lines all around the planet. This show is your show. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or, or the text line. Yes, the text line's happening as well. No guilt, no text. 415-275-1610. That's right. The Ring Talk text line is 415 275 one six one three. So, the USC, its a quiet weekend for the world of mixed martial arts, but boxing is alive and well. Of course, Manny Pacquiao doing his thing on ESPN in just a few hours. Of course, coming to us from down under, Australia, taking on an undefeated lad by the name of Horn. Let me tell you about Mister Horn. He's trained by the great Jeff Fennick, and anybody that trains Jeff—anybody trained by Jeff Fennick has a minuscule chance of winning. That being said, uh, his chances are slim and none. And Slim probably left town. Open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you in part by the World Boxing Organization. Their 30th annual WBO Congress goes down October 23rd. That's right. Monday, we leave Miami, Florida on a cruise ship. We go to Cuba. We go to the Bahamas. We come back on Friday. The bottom line is we'll do all the ratings. We'll take care of all the WBO business. And have a great time as well. If you'd like to join us and some great champions on this tour as well, check out WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California.
1: Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 754 4531 That's 800-754-4531. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. That's 800-797-1256.
2: I don't want to, to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I, I can give a good fight, you know, to, to make people happy. And I, I just do my best.
3: The senator from the Philippines, soon to be president of that same country. He'll, that's right. He'll he'll oust that crazy dictator that's going on there. And Manny Pacquiao, look for him to be president in probably three or four years. Actually, if not the next election, the following election, there's no doubt in my mind. I think that's the best bet you can throw out there right now is that Manny Pacquiao will eventually be the president of the Philippines. Now, speaking of Manny Pacquiao, of course, what is he now, 59, 6, and 2, 104 years old. I'm just kidding. 38 years old, of course. Started his career at 107 pounds, now fighting at 147 pounds. That's like 40 pounds. Wow, that's, that's a lot of weight to put on. Of course, he's put it on all through muscle, and some people have questioned uh, the manner in which he did that. What am I alluding to? Of course, Manny Pacquiao was long suspected of taking Flintstone vitamins, which are a.k.a. performance-enhancing drugs for the longest of times, until we came up, uh, the press started like hammering them and asking for testing and things like that. And all of a sudden, Manny Pacquiao wasn't knocking anybody out anymore. I mean, he was knocking everybody dead. I mean, like, holy cow. And all of a sudden, eh, started complaining about the steroids, possible use of steroids. Manny Pacquiao didn't knock nobody out for a long, long time. Anyway, he takes on a young man by the name of Jeff Horn, 16 and 0. Uh, I think he's got a draw on 11 KOs. What can I say about Mr. Horn? He's trained by the great Jeff Fennec. Of course, the champion at 118, 122, 126 pounds. Could have done a lot more than that. In fact, I was there the night Jeff Fennec was shy of the 130-pound 130, 130 title when he beat the snot out of uh, Azuma Nelson for that WBC belt underneath Riddick Bowen, I think it was Tommy Hearns and, and Ray Leonard back in June of 1989. Just lit him up like the White House Christmas tree and didn't get the call. So bottom line is, hey, let's take it to the uh, Ring Talk phone line. Let's go to Houston and bring in Carl. What's happening, Carl? Pedro
5: Fernandez, the Philip Come again? I said Pedro Fernandez is the Philip Marlowe of the fight racket.
3: Whoa, I, I consider that. Well, okay. I, I, that's pretty cool. Thanks for the great compliment. Thank you for the kind words. What can we talk about, Carl? What's up?
5: Uh, just Hey, I just wanted to, to say about uh, about the best fighter out there right now. I, I still think it's a, a triple G until somebody beats him. I, know, I think- a, a lot of people.
3: Go on, you got to turn that radio down in the background or you're going to go crazy here, okay? You've got to turn that radio down. This is a six-second delay. You'll go absolutely berserk. All right, uh, re- restate that question. Okay, before. I got it all. All right, restate that question.
5: Uh, who do you think's the best pound-for-pound pound out there right now?
3: I think you're right. Until Golovkin gets beaten at 38-0 with 30, uh, 34 or 35 knockouts, I think he's got to be the guy. I mean, I think they... They, they uh, discount his uh, his one fight against Danny Jacobs. It's not like he got knocked down four times and got up and barely won. I mean, come on. You know, the the, the, right. the, the TV cheerleaders were, were pushing hard from the kid that beat cancer. I mean, that would have been a great story if Danny Jacobs had come back and beaten cancer and then won the world, Undisputed World Championship. But you know what? That wasn't in the cards. He was the second-best fighter that night. If, but if you listen to the cheerleaders... Without you know, listen to the audio, you might have thought, you might have thought Danny Jacobs won that fight, but if you turn off the audio, Gennady Golovkin landed more punches. He landed the more effective punches. Bottom line is, Golovkin won that fight without controversy.
5: No, I had him. I had him winning big two I give it. I believe I had it about eight to four, uh, maybe maybe nine to three. But uh, I, I like Lomachenko a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like the Japanese, uh, little Japanese guy, the most. Uh, uh, Inouye, I believe his name is. He's yeah. a, he's a killer. In, 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 uh, uh, yeah,
3: he's a he's a WBO champion. I think at one fifteen right now in Inouye. Yeah. And they love him ah. over there. They love him over there, and they think he's one of those super guys that can move up and wait, and you know, like win divisions and all kinds of titles and this and that. But you know. Uh, I don't know. Until you move up, you just don't know. I mean, you could be knocking guys out at 115 pounds because you've got this weight and size advantage, this body mass advantage of them. You go up to 118 and 122. I mean, look at Nonito Dinero. He was knocking people dead at 122. He moved up to 126, and he was muted. He sure
5: was. What do you... What's your pick on the, uh, I think uh, Gennady is going to stop uh, uh, Canelo in a good fight. What do you, how do you see that fight going?
3: I'm going to go the flip on you with that one. I think I'm going to go with the Mexican underdog here. And the reason being is he's a bigger dude as far as physically concerned. I think he's going to be a hard guy to move. I think he'll be working the body. I don't think Golov, uh Golovkin's ever had anybody that wants to work the body back and forth. So I think this is a classic matchup. I think that without a doubt, the undefeated Golovkin is just at 37, 38, and of course, the forty nine one in one something like thirty eight k or some big big record uh, as far as Canelo Alvarez is concerned. Of course, the only loss to Floyd Mayweather in a twelve round dance. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the underdog here, and the reason being is I just think he's a bigger guy physically than Gennady Golovkin is. Although I will say this, nobody has ever nobody has cut off the ring better than Gennady Golovkin since the great Roberto Duran. If you want to look at the first Roberto Duran Sugar Lander fight. June 20th, 1980, the brawl in Montreal. Look it up on YouTube, folks. It was a great fight. Um, you'll see Duran just cutting the ring off on Leonard Man. Leonard couldn't run that night. And of course, the next time, Carl, what did they do? They put him in a 24-foot ring. Remember that big ring down there in New Orleans? There's no way that let Duran could have caught him in that ring. It was like a backyard.
5: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it 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 sure was. You know, I heard that that the, the reason he quit and that was he had to go to the he had to go to the bathroom real bad. No, he he told me
3: the story. Yeah, he did have to go to the bathroom too. He said, but he was just ticked off. He said, "Listen, you're not going to clown me." You're not going to clown me. Besides, he expected a third fight. I mean, he had beaten Ray clearly the first time, and then there was this controversy. You know, he said, well, you know, I'm not 100%. And they knew he was not 100% going into that fight because he struggled to make weight. He died to make weight. He was 205 pounds. And Mike Traynor, who was the the, uh, the man that ran Sugar Ray Leonard's career, of course, that Washington, D.C.-based uh, attorney, he told me in, I guess, June, June of 80, May of 89, we're kicking back in, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, West Palm Beach, Florida, at some Hilton down there. And he's telling me, yeah, I, snu- I tricked Durant. I said, what do you mean you tricked him? He goes, well, he goes, you know, the most money Duran had ever made in his life was a million and a half. I said, yeah. He goes, that was for the first Leonard fight. He goes, yeah. So the second fight, the rematch, he goes, I was going to offer, I offered him eight and a half million dollars. But he had the fight on November 25th, and I offered him the fight on October the 2nd or the 3rd. And I had people down there in Panama saying that Duran was out partying every night, putting stuff up his nose, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Women, you know, a whole nine yards. Duran was like 205, 200 pounds, 210 pounds. So faced with the prospect of eight and a half million bucks, Duran signed the contract saying, I can make the weight. Then it got 10 days before the fight. He went to Don King. He says, I can't make the weight, man. I'm not going to be strong enough. Don says, you got to make the weight. You got to make the weight. So Duran went back. He made the weight. Obviously, couldn't put forth 100% in the fight. But the third fight, the fact that that Leonard waited a decade for that third fight showed me that Leonard's intestinal fortitude, in other words, the size of his stones, are very questionable. I know Ray Leonard's a great fighter and everything like that, but the way Roberto Duran spanked him the first time and that controversial ending the second time, Carl, they should have hooked it up a third time right away in, November, in 1981.
5: Yeah, I agree. Uh- I love both guys, but I tell you what, Pedro, uh, Whitaker at 135 would drive Duran up a wall, and I think Jose Napoli's could beat Leonard at 147.
3: Well, you know what? Those are those are some interesting spins. Know about that, Carl? Anyway, are you listening on, on, on KGOW 1560 AM in Houston? Yeah, Pedro, I am. Well, I want to thank you so much for. Hey, man, you're always a cool part of the Ring Talk family. Anytime you want to join in, give me a call. Don't forget, you are part of the clan, Carl from Houston. Okay, Pedro. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank you, my buddy. 1-800-878-PLAY. That is 1-800-878-7529. That is the toll-free phone line if you'd like to join us like Carl did. Or, 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 or the text line. That's right. No guilt. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. This is a song written by a friend of mine, the great Emilio Castillo. AKA the leader of Tower of Power. You are still a young man, circa 1972. This is Ring Talk live worldwide from San Francisco.
9: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me. For the government
1: 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Hey,
10: I remember this pug. Ex-boxer. His real name was Joey Chicago. Oh, yeah. He fought under the name of Kid Minneapolis. Hey, yeah. I saw Kid Minneapolis fight once in Cincinnati. No, you're thinking of Kid New York. He fought out of Philly. He was killed in the ring in Houston by Tex Colorado you know the Arizona assassin yeah from Dakota I don't remember if it was north or south north South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia you sure know your boxing well all I know is never bet on the white guy
0: now more of ring talk with Pedro Fernandez
5: you want to take a chance on that
3: clock says 25 minutes past the hour. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California, the SF Waterfront, folks. I look out here at the most beautiful sights you can imagine in your entire life, and that is why San Francisco is the premier tourist spot in the continental US of A. Uh, looking at some of these odds here, man, of course, Manny Pacquiao, a 6-1 to one, uh, favorite, of course, tonight. ESPN, I think, will go with that at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock in the West. we talk about Jeff Warren, the undefeated Australian. They're going from down under. They're supposed to pack a stadium down there. Of course, lots of Horn supporters, not too many Manny Pacquiao fans in the bunch. I couldn't imagine too many people trekking it from the U.S. of A down for him to fight a guy that's 60, You know, especially at this stage of his career. Of course, he is 38 years old, as I said, going on 104. Check it out, some of the odds for some of the upcoming fights. And I want to get to this freak fight first. We'll talk about Conor McGregor. Of course, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, they're going to hook it up said August the 26th. At the T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. It. it will be a boxing match. McGregor's never had a boxing match in his entire life outside of amateur fights, and they are fighting with 10 ounce gloves. Another uh part of the game rigged by Mr. Floyd Mayweather. When I say rigged, I mean he rigged this to his advantage the only if his mother if his mother and father and brother and sister aren't the judges, I'll be surprised. I kid you not. Let me just let me just run this one out of you. The odds are right now, McGregor's a plus five to one underdog. In other words, you want to bet a buck, you can get back six bucks if you want to bet on uh, on uh, Connor McGregor. Now, Floyd Mayweather, you want to bet, you want to win a dollar, you've got to bet $6.75 to win that $1. He's almost a 7 to 1 favorite. That's the way this is going. And You know what? That's probably a little bit low. Had they really staged it where it should be, according to real odds makers, according to what I've been told in Las Vegas, the fight would be somewhere around fifteen to seventeen to one. Interesting, isn't it? McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, August twenty sixth, T Mobile Arena. And of course that'll be part of some big pay per view extravaganza. And of course the ninth of September, Andre, Anthony Durrell is Anthony Durrell still fighting? Yeah, I guess he is anyway. He'll be an underdog against Callum Smith. Callum Smith coming in a minus two hundred underdog. But I move things up to September the sixteenth. The fight I was just talking about with my man Carl from Houston. Of course, um Gennady Golovkin. Wow, what can I say? Thirty-seven, thirty-eight, no, thirty-five knockouts. Man, he's thirty-six. He's the real deal. I mean, yeah, he has. He go. He lets. Um, or or Mister Jacobs goes the distance, and everybody all of a sudden says he's got you know chinks in his armor and that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, come on, I don't think so. I think he's a solid fighter. He's a well put together fighter. But I think he's on the tail end of his career. What I mean by that is he's thirty three years old. Thirty three, a Russian fighter. I don't know, man. You never know when you know the door is closing. As far as father time's concerned, one day a guy can look great. He can get old overnight. You can get old in training. He get old in one fight. You never know. I mean, the the physical and emotional uh, ingredients of a championship fighter—if it's not all there, he's not all there. And of course, that's Canelo Golovkin and Alvarez. Golovkin currently a minus one fifty favorite, and uh, Canelo Alvarez, Saul Alvarez, is his real name. 120 uh, favorite, of course. He opened 145 so they're betting some money on Canelo. The money is not going on Mr. Golovkin. And just a little bit of money going on Canelo Alvarez. Now, December the 30th, Anthony Joshua, the 19-0, of course, what was he 19-0, 19 wax now, 2012 Olympic gold medalist. The guy that I told you <clears throat> a few years ago was the real deal, the real deal. And everybody said yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. We've heard that before. No, no, no. He was the real deal. 2012 Olympic gold medalist He knows how to handle himself in the ring knows how to handle himself outside of the ring I mean he's such a gentleman such a nice guy and at the same time he's a paid assassin I mean he is he's a paid assassin but they've got some odds here depending on who he's going to fight on December the 30th of course just before the end of the year they'll have this big fight card in the UK it'll be in Wembley Stadium 90,000 people will be there rocket 90,000 I mean you know what I might want to go over for that. I got a free United ticket. I might want to go over for that. That would be one hell of an event. 90,000 people inside Wembley Stadium to watch Anthony Joshua fight. Of course, if he takes on Vladimir Klitschko, he is a minus 400 favorite, four to one favorite, and Klitschko is going to get plus 275 on that one. If he takes on Tyson Fury, he is a minus 300 favorite, and Tyson Fury is a plus 225 underdog. And if he takes on uh, Joseph Parker, he is a, whoa, 20, whoa, whoa, 20 to one favorite. If you want to bet on Parker, you get eight to one. That's that's pretty long right there. And Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, the matchup most Americans are anticipating for the eventual World Heavyweight Championship right now. Anthony Joshua, a minus four, started out minus 456, or 455 as far as the odds are concerned. It's now down into minus 303, so evidently there's some money going on Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, if you bet a buck on him right now, and they did fight you get back $4 of Deontay Wilder once. Of course, those are the big odds coming to you from uh, the UK. 90,000 people, man. you got to give him some props. 90,000 people, wow. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking into the world of boxing and MMA. Quiet weekend in the world of mixed martial arts, so we'll stick basically with the subject of boxing for this show. But if you want to talk mixed martial arts, or a little pro wrestling, I'm open. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. want to say hello to... Pittsburgh, PA, Steeltown, baby. Remember when I was back there doing those Paul Spadafora fights when he was the undefeated lightweight champion? How about you people in Pittsburgh listening on WWCS 540 And What's happening in Pittsburgh? And, of course, got to mention Atlanta GA. The Omni, man, working with, like, Bill Goldberg, doing some broadcasting with wrestler Bill Goldberg down. The Evander Holyfield-Vaughn Bean fight, man. I've got some great memories of the Omni. No doubt about that. WXGO, Atlanta, what's happening? Eleven ten a.m., This is Ring Talk, live worldwide. Of course, we come to you Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific time, right here on the Ring Talk radio network. Open phone lines around the planet, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Got a text here from Mark in uh, Montreal. And Mark says that he thinks the the Manny Pacquiao fight with Mr. Horn today is going to be quite competitive, and that Horn, being as young as he is, is going to be able to upset Manny Pacquiao. Well, I don't think they're taking Manny Pacquiao to Australia to, to sell him off. I think that if they're going to put Manny Pacquiao in a fight in which he's going to like you know get destroyed or lose or something like that, it's probably going to be against a big-name fighter. I don't think they really want to go out against a guy by the name of Jeff Horn. But that's why Jeff Horn's the test here tonight. I mean, because if Manny Pacquiao can't beat a guy that he's a 6-1 to favorite over and a green guy at 16 fights with one draw, he probably doesn't deserve the fight. Hey, Denver, KDCO, 1340 AM. What's happening in Denver? In fact, the people in Denver, of course, celebrating uh, legal marijuana, as are the folks now in Las Vegas, Nevada. In fact, Vegas, we just heard on the news that they've opened marijuana stores in Vegas and that people who go to Las Vegas for tourism now can buy marijuana on you know at various stores. It's legal and that kind of good stuff. So... Wow. I mean, overnight, the world is just changing, folks. I got to tell you, back in 1952, I know that sounds like a long time ago, but they put my father in prison because they thought for two and a half years as a kid, 15 years old, because they thought he smoked some weed with a girl. They thought. They couldn't prove it. They weren't sure. But back then, you didn't need evidence. You just put people in jail. Two and a half years for marijuana back in the 1950s. When I was working with the SF uh, Sheriff's Department as a counselor and a teacher out at the county jail in the 1990s, there was a transsexual that went to jail for four years, four years for violating shoplifting probation because of the fact she was caught with a joint. So hopefully all that kind of stuff is going to end. OK, we need to open up. Listen, we need to get people that smoke and weed and small time drug people out of jail. And Why do I say that? I'm an ex-policeman and I know what I'm talking about. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking into the world of boxing and MMA. Speaking of MMA, the USC, of course, taking some time off. They need to regroup. They really do. They need to regroup. I mean, all in all, the list of UFC events upcoming, I mean, unless you've got a lot of Viagra, you're probably not going to get up for a lot of these cars. I mean, straight up, i got to tell you, man, I'm not too... I mean, Amanda Nunes, no doubt about it. The girl that, you know, smoked Ronda Rousey in that last fight, send her off into retirement. She's taking on Valentina Shevchenko in a rematch since we go down. International Fight Week in Las Vegas at that infamous, now T-Mobile Arena. And i got to tell you, yeah, it's a good main event, but Do I want to pay 70 bucks for that? Do you really want to throw 70 bucks out a month for these USC pay-per-view events? I mean, think about it. If you add it up over the year, I think it was over $900 just if you're an MMA fan and you want to watch the USC. And the problem I've got with that is, folks, if you're a football fan, if you're a baseball fan, if you like golf, if you like nude women's wrestling, I I don't think anywhere do you have to pay to watch sports like you do combat sports being especially the mixed world of mixed martial arts. The UFC has turned this into a monthly, I think it's a catastrophe. I think that, that they, the fact that they their whole market plan is set on this once-a-month pay-per-view, it just takes away from the value of a lot of pay-per-view. In other words, if you can spend 70 bucks for an event, let it be a special event, just not another card on TV. Hear what I'm trying to say? Looking at some of these other UFC fights coming up, of course, Chris Weidman, and Kelvin Gastelum going down July 22nd. That's going to go on down in Uniondale, New York. Of course, Weidman, the former UFC middleweight champion, a big draw in upstate New York. So they'll have the uh, people there. I don't know if he'll be able to beat Gastelum or not. And then the rematch, Dan, John, Jones, John, John Jones and Daniel Cormier for the lightweight championship, the light heavyweight championship, UFC 214 going down the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. A lot of bad blood here. And should John Jones, how could How can I put this? Should John, John Jones have regressed to the point where he loses to Daniel Cormier? It's probably time to walk away. I mean, the cocaine, the steroids, the the bad testosterone levels. I mean, he's got all kinds of problems, John Jones. And guess what? They're all above the head. This is Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Don't forget, Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time, live here on these many affiliates. You're listening to us, of course, across the country and around the world. I want to welcome my listeners here in the United States, as well as those listening around the globe on the fabulous Internet. This is Ring Talk, live worldwide, open phone lines all around the planet. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's one 800 878 759 The text-free guilt line, I mean the guilt-free text line. <laughs> that's right, no commitment. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide, Oakland's mighty tower Power brings you to the break.
1: That's 855-325-1780. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill.
0: I'm not saying that Asian people look alike, but you know it has got to be the easiest job in the world? Has got to be one of those police sketch artists in Hong Kong. I mean, come on. No matter who you decide to draw. That's the guy. Of course that's the guy. He's five foot one, he's got a haircut like Mo, and he's Chinese. What if we narrow it down to a billion people? We should find him by sunset. Now, more Ring Talk with
3: Pedro Fernandez. See what I mean? The pit bull of comedy himself, Mr. Bobby Slade, Of course, most of the comics appear on the uh, on the the Rick the, the Rick Tittle show here. Of course, that's ten leading sports at one p.m. Eastern time. That's ten a.m. Pacific time. Right here on the. Uh, various networks. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Of course, looking at the USC schedule. Hmm, hard to get up for that, no doubt about that. So we switch gears, we take our attention away from the world of mixed martial arts. As we usually do USC in this segment, we talk about the world of professional box. Straight up, in the 70s, there was a guy, I they called him the biome bleeder. I mean, all he did was bleed in fights. That's basically all he did. He bled a lot of fights. He won a lot of fights, had a decent record, doesn't it? But he was never really considered a world-class guy. This guy was the great, I say great now, Chuck Wetner. We're honored to have Chuck Wetner on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, folks. An outstanding heavyweight back in the day, of course, Knocked down Muhammad Ali, but we'll get to that. He was the story of the Rocky movies, and now there's a movie all about him. I'm talking
2: about Chuck. So Chuck Webner, talk to me about Chuck. Well, it's a movie that's been a long time in the making, uh, over 11 years. You know, we finally got the right, uh, the right script, and most of all, we got the right actor. We got Leah Schreiber to play me in the movie, and uh, I'm thrilled about that. He's a great actor and a terrific young guy.
3: Okay, the movie's already in the theaters, it's got rave reviews, of course, everybody's rocking and rolling, and Hollywood has had a relationship with boxing since these silent movie days, I mean, there's just no doubt about it, they are very enamored with the sport, and the sport and the squared circle, now, t- before we get back to Chuck, just for a second, I've got to ask you about my buddy Sylvester Stallone, and the reason why I say my buddy is, I interviewed him one time, and he was a bit of a turd, and and, and, and I'll go into that maybe on another day, but... You know, he stole your story back in 1975 or 1976, and he didn't pay you a dime until 2011.
2: What a dick. Well, you know, uh, he he did the right thing by me. I I don't know what your opinion of it is, but he's, uh, in my mind, he's a good guy. You know, he tried to put me in Rocky II. He wrote a part in Ching Web. I have the script right here, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And I uh, I had 22 lines, and he called me into Philadelphia to read for the part, and I didn't do well. He even gave me a second chance to read for the part an hour, hour and a half later. And I still didn't do that great. You know, it's uh, it was one of those things. So time went by, and uh, finally we got together and we squared away everything, and everything is fine now.
3: Well, I'm glad that you got straight up with you. Now, i got to bring you back to uh, March 29, 1975, fighting Muhammad Ali. You said it was the greatest experience of your life. When I spent two weeks with him over in China, those were the greatest two weeks of my life. I mean, he's just, there's something about the greatest in great times being around that guy, isn't there?
2: Yes, he is. He, uh, we, we spent a lot of time together because we also did a uh, a commentary and a, a little short film on uh, Tooth Decay for Washington. So we spent about four or five days. You're absolutely right. He's a terrific guy and... Uh, I cherish that uh, that four days that we spent with him. It was great. We had a couple of uh, the, the former president of the United States there, and uh, uh, Ali acted up with him, and uh, uh, he's a peanut farmer. Uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. And uh, he was on the dais, and he uh, may believe he fell asleep when the president was speaking. And uh, Carter says, oh, my God, I must be boring. The champ went to sleep, and uh uh, he woke up just then, and he, he introduced Ali, and Ali got up there and talked for 15 minutes. It was great.
3: Okay. Chuck Wepner is our guest. The movie's Chuck, folks. I'm going to see it this weekend before I do the Saturday night show, so I will have a review on it for Saturday night, the Johnny Taco Show at 10 p.m. Pacific time, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. But let's go, let's go back to the Ali fight. Knocking him down, did you step on his foot?
2: No. I hit him with the right hand under the heart. He threw a jab. I slipped it. Uh, to the right, to the right hand. If you watch the film, you can see the punch land. Now, that that shot of me stepping on his foot—that could have been any time during the fight. They never protested it. Ali took the eight count, got up, and kept fighting. Drew Goodie Brown came up with a uh, came up with a story later on, the two hours after the fight. And uh, but you know what? It, it's all conjecture. And he—it uh, mm-hmm. was called a knockdown, and uh, it, it makes good press. Drew Bondini Brown, the king of BS himself. Yeah, that was him. Drew works his the corner that
3: night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back to the I, I knew Sonny listen's last trainer, Johnny Tocco. Remember Johnny Tocco, that ran the gym in Las Vegas. Do you remember him? No, I heard
2: of the I heard the name, but no, I
3: didn't uh, know. Yeah, he, he started out in Vegas. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was he was t- he was Sonny listen's last trainer, and Davy Pearl was his Davy Pearl the manage, the uh, was his manager. Of course, he was a referee of. Tommy Hurts and Sugar Ray Leonard back in 1981 as well. But they they were of the opinion that Sonny had some issues with the mob when he went back to fight you, and there were rumors that the mob wanted him to lose to you and you and all this kind of stuff. And, gee, is there any any truth to that at all, Mr. Webner?
2: Well, God, I'll tell you what. If they wanted to lose, he sure as hell didn't do it because in that fight they got a broken nose, broken right cheekbone, and uh, uh, 71 stitches. You know, I pressed him the whole fight, and that was my style. As a matter of fact, at the end of the ninth round, Bonnie Felix, the referee, wanted to stop the fight, and I said, "Bonnie, one more round, let me finish it. He said, all right, how many fingers do I have up said, How many guesses do I get? You know, I couldn't see nothing. You know, it was, uh, they stopped the fight with a minute and 23 seconds to go in the tenth uh, round, and uh, Lister was the top- biggest puncher I ever fought, and I fought four world champions.
3: No doubt about that. Chuck Wepner is our guest, folks. The movie's Chuck, is out at your theaters as I speak. Um, what can people expect out of this movie besides reality? I mean, this this is there's no sugar coating in this movie, is there? I've been told it's like straight up Chuck.
2: Yep, it, is, it is straight up Chuck, and you're absolutely right. There's no sugar coating. They expect to see the life and times of the real Chuck Wepner. You know, I inspired Rocky. It was the fight with with Ali that inspired it. And but uh, this movie tells the truth, it doesn't pull any punches. And uh, so far, we've got a lot of great reviews, not one bad one. And uh, if you go to see the fight, I'm sure you'll come home and uh, and be happy that you went.
3: With that, sir, we say goodbye. We wish you the very best of luck with your movie, Chuck. And of course, anytime you want to come back to Sports Byline, the red carpet is open for Mr. Chuck Webner. About to, the biome bleeder. You are a class act in boxing. You're a class act outside of the ring, sir. You're a credit to the human race and the sport of boxing. Thank you for your time and your dedication. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. The great Chuck Webner on Sports Byline. I give him lots of props because he deserves lots of props, folks. He deserves to live the life of a rich man. He wasn't. Of course, he was, a, I believe, a liquor salesman. But he, just, he, he kind of put this. Of course, after boxing, he never made a whole lot of money in boxing. But after boxing, you know... The, the movies that were built around his life. I'm talking about Rocky, of course. He didn't settle that suit with Stallone until about three, maybe four years ago. So he talks good about Stallone now, man. For a long time, Stallone just like dissed him. Imagine stealing a guy's life, stealing his life, stealing the idea of his life, going out there and making like a billion bucks with it and not giving him a dime. Well, that's the great, so-called great Sylvester Stallone. Of course, my interactions with Stallone were at the contender finale, I think that was about 2004 in Las Vegas, Nevada, Caesars Palace. Of course, NBC airing the finale in prime time was sort of cool. Um, But he was there, and of course, he was part of that team with Sugar Ray Leonard that promoted the the series, and NBC paid a lot of money to get Stallone to do this. But, man, he was a turd in the interview. He was just, you know, I mean, I didn't want, at, at this point in time, Basically, you know, I've interviewed heads of state and you know, great, great people and this and that. People that are significant in this world. And I looked at this guy and I said to myself, "You're just a, you're just a midget actor, man. That's all you really are. That you know, that takes steroids. That's basically all Sylvester Stallone is, a, an actor that takes a lot of steroids. And whether you, he you, won't even admit it." Of course, didn't he get caught taking human growth hormone and steroids into Australia a couple of years ago? He'll admit it to this day. Him, Hulk Hogan, guys like that, you know, they take the HGHs. more power to him. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, I found him to be an incredible turd. I'm talking about Sylvester Stallone. Open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's one 800 878 of course, Manny Pacquiao. And Jeff Warren going to go live on ESPN. Take that back. It will not be live. It will be on ESPN, though, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific time. Of course, that is coming to you live from uh, on TV from Australia on ESPN. Want to mention the North American Boxing Federation, of course, of which I was twice- the NABF writer of the year in 1990, 1993, I think. Anyway, they are closing out their convention. More power to them, of course. They're still rocking and rolling. And I give the NABF all kinds of props because they are the North American, sort of like the junior league of the uh, WBC to an extent. And where the WBC has failed to, how can I put this, uh, ho- uphold the uh, the standards, I think, and the level of clarity in which you need to proceed honestly in, a wor- in the world of professional wrestling, uh, professional boxing. I'm not saying the WBC is crooked. I'm not saying they're crooked, but I'll say, I'll put it to you like this. Pat Russell, the referee, of course, out of San Diego, California, he's refereed, of course, the great fight between Kennedy McKinney and Marco Antonio Barrera, July 1996, of course, that kicked off the HBO Boxing After Dark series from the LA Forum, which I was sitting there in the first row. Anyway, Pat Russell says to me, you know, the exact quote was, you know, it's not the other guys are, are crooked, it's just that these people are a little bit more, a little bit more. He didn't know how to put it. He goes, They're all the way clean, and he's talk about the WBO, and they are. In fact, you can check out the World Boxing Organization. You can join us for the tour. We're going from where are we going? We're leaving Miami, Florida, on the 23rd of October. We're going to Cuba. We're going to the Bahamas. We're gonna rock and roll on the you know on the cruise ship. We'll take care of our ratings uh, committees, ratings committees, and work out all the rules and the bylaws, things like that that the World Boxing Organization does during this annual congress or convention call it what you like but this is the 30th annual wbo convention of course it's going to go down it'll be a special event we're doing it on this cruise ship we leave miami as i said the 23rd of october we come back that following friday so it's four or five four and a half days of just having a good time of course learning about the world of boxing and there'll be some great wbo champions on the cruise i can't confirm any right now but there always is wbo champions at the conventions and guess what a cruise You know there's going to be a lot of WBO champs there, no doubt about it. And I am anticipating if Vladimir Klitschko and Anthony Joshua do do battle, possibly in uh, December the 30th, that that Vladimir Klitschko will make an appearance on the WBO ship, I kid you not. So we're leaving Miami, Florida, October 23rd, coming back to 27th, going to Cuba and the Bahamas. Join us, join the WBO, join the World Boxing Organization, some of the greatest champions of all time. Join us on this great tour if you want by going to wboboxing.com. That's wboboxing.com. Speaking of the leader of the WBO, Paco Vacarcel, Francisco Vacarcel, Sr. I just called him, and I think he's in an Australia, and I guess the, the time was off. I'm thinking that the fight's going to go off in a couple hours. Evidently, either he was sleeping before the fight, or the time is so off that they're going to show the fight delayed on ESPN. I have no idea. I didn't think they were going live on ESPN, but the fight will be on ESPN at 9 p.m. Eastern time. 6 o'clock, specifically, of course, undefeated Jeff Horn. Oh, I'm going to take the Big deal. Am I supposed to get Am I supposed to get I can't get thrilled about this. I can't. But Manny Bacow is defending the WBO title on ESPN, 9 p.m. in the East, 6 o'clock in the West. One final segment of Ring Talk Live Worldwide to go. Welcome to the Insiders Look at the World of Boxing and MMA. Ring Talk Live Worldwide from San Francisco.
5: I am great. Thank you, Pedro.
6: I am great. I
5: feel great.
7: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Heavyweight boxing, and that
0: is why it is always something special. Talk about this stuff which they put on in cages nowadays. When anything goes, you can keep it, so far as I'm concerned.
3: Let the boys do their thing here. Ain't nothing stopping us now, of course. 33 years now, nothing's stopping me. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, Austin imitated, but never duplicated. Heavyweight champion on the radio race, folks, 33-plus years now. Defending that title. Oh, wow. Got a text in here. Whoa. Company from Alex in Denver. Get this. That was some strong language. I'm talking like Alex. That was some strong language there, Pedro, on Connor and Floyd being a rigged fight. How can you say that? Okay, let me say this. Conor McGregor has never had a professional fight. Floyd Mayweather is 40 years old. He's 48 and 0. He's never lost a professional fight. Okay. Hasn't lost in a long time. The bottom line is Floyd is an accomplished boxer. Conor McGregor is not an accomplished boxer. Conor McGregor will be making his professional debut in the world of professional boxing. They will wear 10 ounce gloves. They will weigh in at 154 pounds. All of this is an advantage for Mayweather. And why is it an advantage for Mayweather? Because 10-ounce gloves, that means Conor McGregor is going to be punching with gloves that are, got this, not twice as big as the gloves he normally wears in the UFC, but twice as big, and then another 50% on top of that, okay? So they're one and a half times bigger than the gloves he loses in the UFC. So you think he's going to knock Floyd Mayweather out? Probably not, unless he hits Floyd Mayweather with an elbow. I mean, come on. The only strategy I could see working for Conor McGregor in this fight is a step on Floyd Mayweather's foot. I've stepped on guys. Guys are used to run away from me, and even in the gym once in a while, I just step on their foot, man. You know, I'm tired of you running, but bang, step on his foot. And, you know, if the referee wants to call a foul, well, guess what? I've already done – I've already – my damage has already been inflicted, so if you want to call a foul, go ahead. But they usually don't see that too often. Of course, you heard Chuck Weppner alluding to the fact that he uh, was said to have stepped on Muhammad Ali's foot before knocking him down. But, you know, Ali never Ali – never, he never moaned about that. Anyway, the bottom line is I think Conor and Floyd – is a six to one fight, but in reality, it should be a fifteen or twenty to one fight. Hmm, that's the way it is. Don't forget, this is Ring Talk live worldwide, Saturday and Sundays, eleven a.m. Pacific time. That's two p.m. Eastern time, and also tonight, Saturday night, ten p.m. Pacific time, one a.m. Eastern time. Taco Man Radio takes over the radio airways, folks. And until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down, most importantly, keep that butt of yours off the canvas of life. This is. Ring Talk live worldwide from San Francisco.